Good morning. Good afternoon. Good night. And welcome to Jazzy Conversations. I'm Teef. And I'm Gigi. And we're excited to be here. Listen, thanks for checking in. Welcome to Jazzy Conversations. I'm Teef. And I'm Gigi. And it's the holidays, G. It is. What do you got planned? What do you got planned? I have lots planned. This is really my my absolute favorite time of year. Everybody that knows me, Teef, knows I put out the holiday wreath. Uh, uh, Listen, I do. I play Christmas music. Um, it, it, I, like I break that out. So I've been in the season. It's just been a couple of weeks already. Team. What is your favorite <laughs> Christmas song of oh. all time? Very important. Let it's it's easy know. for me. Oh, Holy Night. I love, I love singing it. I love hearing it. I love all the var- varieties of it. Oh, Holy Night. Hands down. singing it? Yes. That's, that's, that's something for another episode. Don't even try it. <laughs> I see you. I see the wheels turning, Teeth. I know you. Not today. <laughs> now, my favorite of all time would never change. Yeah. You want to guess what it is? What, what, let's... It's Our Childhood. They try to change it up, but it's Our Childhood being downtown New Haven, Connecticut, yeah. Chapel Square Mall. Mm-hmm. We were here. Wham! Last Christmas. Oh, that's classic, your favorite team. <laughs> absolute classic. I just learned something. Classic. Wow. Holidays are a very great time for myself, yes. as you said, for yourself, because yes. the day after Christmas is a very special day. Oh, it's, oh, it should be a national holiday, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it's my birthday. Yeah. It's my, and we're yeah. getting younger and younger. Yes. Yes. Listen, we have a very special show for you guys today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're gonna really enjoy oh, you it. Gotta love this. Um, tune in. Okay. Mm-hmm. You ready? Here we go. Welcome to Jazzy Conversations. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. I'm Teef. I'm Gigi. And we have someone special today, a great, good, good friend of mine from my acting class from the hit TV series, Tyler Perry's The Have and the Have Nots, <laughs> Captain Cryer, Renee Lawless. Welcome to the show, Renee. <laughs> so Great to be here. I am so thrilled and so excited. And to look be here. at you Get with your holiday here. with your holidays. Uh, you got you got the Christmas hat on. I got yes. the, the, the Christmas uh, sweater. Gigi's ready. You're ready. We're ready. Tis We're ready. Season. Yep. Season. Everything's going great. <laughs> so Renee, what's going on? How you been? I have been doing very well, actually. I've been a little crazy. I'm a, I'm a busy person at the holidays. I have a huge Christmas party every year, and I'm actually not flying out of town this holiday season. I'm driving two hours north to be with my best friend and godson and family, but I'm not going out of town for the holidays, so it's going to be kind of nice for a change. Quick question. Is I mean, going of, out of town, but not getting on a plane at it, the time. I'm doing that those, later, like the first part of January, but not right now. Gotcha. And now, is it one of those holiday uh, Hollywood parties or Christmas parties or just low-key with the No, family? I invite everybody I know to come over to my three-by-five little house. <laughs> and I, I usually, but thinking, you know, they're not all going to, one year, I thought, I got like 90 people. And it's just, it's literally from people I go to church with to maybe an actor friend I know. Some of them might be a celebrity to some circles. Okay. Uh, they're just friends. And then they bring some of their friends. And I never know who's really going to show up. I haven't done this in two years okay. because COVID and then some health issues, which we may talk about later. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have my party. I've been known for this party. People <laughs> look forward to my party. <laughs> and 
I do not put on a Cardassian type party. Please don't <laughs> listen to me. This is a basic. I do all the decorating. My house is not very large. I mean, it's a nice house, but I don't have this sprawling, you know, estate. And they're in the backyard. They're in all the different rooms, you know, and it's just basically people to come together, eat, drink, and be merry. It's oh. that's all it is. Nothing really special happens. I, I, some people show up in jeans. Mm -hmm. Some people show up in a cute little dress, <laughs> and you know, there's no, there's no real dress code. You know. Well, it's you said you said nothing special happens. That is something I think really special yes. when people come as they are. And, and this sounds to me like this they is an, an, an emergence, right? We're re-emerging. Here's your celebration. Right. Here I am. And I give them about a three, four hour window to come. Like yeah. I don't say you have to be here. I mean, it's it's literally come and go. It's you not drop in. come and stay all <laughs> night and eat dinner. No, I ain't yeah. got no room for that. <laughs> <laughs> now, Renee, your background. Now, People's watching and they want to know where this party's at. Tell me your background. Where are you from originally and your yeah, well, siblings? Well, I'm not giving you my address, Bill. Not your I address. Not your address. My house. I am from the great state, <laughs> wait for it, of Tennessee. What it all will always be. home to me. Oh. Now, Renee, Although, with, with all that cheering going on, this is very important because you know what I'm going to ask next. We had a nice conversation last night prior to right. taping. How are you feeling? And this was taped How, earlier, yes. and we just had an epic loss, and I felt gut-punched, and I was, I've been crying. But you know what? I put on my Facebook page today, win or lose, I am a ball for life. I will always be a ball for life. We still had probably one of the best seasons we've had in a very long time. What it did for the fans, the people, the team. I'm more concerned about the quarterback right now. He got injured in the fourth quarter, and I'm, this man is a Heisman Trophy favorite. So I'm more concerned about him than the loss. It's not the outcome we were dreaming of and hoping for. But we are back. Mm. We are now a contender. Now, Renee, we, who, are, who are we? Because a lot of people may not know who the balls are. You didn't. Say University of Tennessee Volunteers. I moved to Jacksonville, Florida when I was nine years old. Okay. But I am a Tennessean by heart. I still have relatives there. My parents are buried there. That's where I started. I was born at the University of Tennessee Hospital. <laughs> I bleed orange. All uh, everything. My parents were Tennessee. Well, I come by it honest. It's in As your veins. A, no, I got born there. Now, Renee, I got to throw a shot at you because you know who my team is. And, yeah, well. Uh, <laughs> let's give a big shout out to the old okay, Ohio State Buckeyes. How about I those think Buckeyes? The only time I Ohio. ever, I would only I'm root for Ohio State if they played Alabama. <laughs> it's like I root, there's two teams on the planet that I would root for ISIS over, and that is the Patriots and Alabama. Okay. Wow. Okay. Those are two things I cannot deal with. 100%. You realize that we're in Patriot Nation right now. And she That's does Yeah, well, I'm in this Jante Patre Monstro. I will sit there and pray for you. We are definitely New England. So, Gigi, let me let me give you a little background with Renee and I, how we became friends. So, I got to be like eight, nine years ago. Yeah. Um, Renee and I, as you guys know, Renee is an extremely successful actress. Um, we met in one of our acting classes and we took a class together with the famous Judy Henderson, uh, Judy Henderson, cast, right? cast, casting director from Homeland. 
And I'm already in the class. I'm sitting there. We have about 12 people. And here comes Renee Lawless. <laughs> she comes walking in the class, just being Renee, and comes and sitting down next to me and says, how you doing? A little Southern <laughs> Belle type of thing. <laughs> and the friendship started from right then. That's right there. there. We it would go out right and have a bunch of us would go out after class. The friendship started oh, right there. Oh, man, we used to go out downtown Manhattan and just talk and just have a good time and network and just... You know, the, yeah. the unique thing about it is uh, her fame right after that took off mm -hmm. and she never changed. She, I can honestly look into the camera and say that friendship that we built is yeah. almost like you and I. Gigi and I have been friends, Renee, for over, listen to me, since we were in eighth grade. Yeah. Eighth grade. Wow. Yeah, so about 15 years now. About 14, 15, 14, 15 years. 14, 15 years. It's only been, what, five years yeah. now? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Renee and I will go out yeah. and uh, we'll, we'll have dinner together and we'll talk and we'll network. And the next thing you know, her fame took off tremendous success. And here's the unique thing. No matter what was going on, every now and then I'll send her a text just to shoot the breeze. She would always reply, wow. Teve, how you doing? How's the family? How's everything going? And I always appreciated that. I want the, the country to know, the world to know that you stayed the same, you stayed true. And I truly, sincerely appreciate you for that. That's very, and I tried to. I, um, I, I never wanted to not be, because I might have, and I'm kind of speaking out of turn, but I, you know, the people you meet on the way up are the same people you're gonna meet on the way down. <laughs> yeah. This, is, this true. is true. And you never, people have a tendency in this industry to forget where they came from. Mm -hmm. They say they don't. Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, well, I'll say this. You, I, I, I'm just meeting you, and it's been an absolute pleasure for these past couple of minutes. And with as magnetic as you are, and I know Teeth to be the kind of person that he'll say, we're going to be friends. <laughs> and he means it. So there's no surprise that you all have stayed connected, just thinking of the two of you. Now, he, he talked about you. He said you're a Southern Belle. So are you a Southern Belle? Would your family talk about you and tell stories about you as a Southern Belle? Well, my parents are equally, were equally Southern. So <laughs> it wouldn't be that Southern Belle. And, you know, I'm an only child. And my parents bragged on me all the time about everything. And there was really... We're not a sh we weren't a shy family. I'm taking this little thing off because I can't oh. deal with my little Santa Claus hat there right now. Um, we're that, not a that's shy family. That's the Captain family. Carter look right there. But go ahead. That's the Captain <laughs> Carter good. right there. Um, we're not a shy family, so there there, there really wasn't secrets. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm sitting here going, "There's nothing." My my parents were very open about things, and I was very open about things. And, and you know, I was thinking. What story would I have in my life that I wouldn't mind sharing? But mainly they're like childhood stories. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those you are know, because I was raised, <laughs> you know, I, we, corporal uh, punishment was very big in my family. My parents did not spare the rod, you know, <laughs> ever. And um, so I, I remember um, two things. Um, once is a little, you know how when your parents always say before they spank you, they say, you know, this is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. And I'm doing this because I love you. And I would probably, and my biggest response was, you don't have to love me today if you don't want to. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good one. I, did, it, did it ever work, Renee? Did that Never. ever work? 
You know, I have fond memories. I can remember just about a few times that my parents were so blood red and angry. I remember going out and picking my own switch. You know, child, please. Everybody's in the South. We got switches. That's, that's, those are the, that, those, that's the parenting that we, that we yeah, remember. There was one story. It, it happened. I had neighbors across the street from me when I was a little girl that always got me in trouble. <laughs> always got me in trouble. And, you know, we lived way out in the country at the time, and we had gone to a neighbor's hen house, and we got all the eggs and cracked them over our heads and threw them all on the ground and jumped up and down and then left the door open. And the hens are everywhere, and the eggs are all destroyed. And I remember I was the one that always got punished. My neighbor's kids never got punished, but my parents, after they beat the tar out of me, then I got grounded, and it was like, and then turned right around and went to a neighbor's garden like a year later and cut all, took all the tomatoes off the, the vines Ooh. and buried them. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> now, G, you got family, what, down south? No, no. Mm -hmm. my, my family is, is not from the States. So my, my oh, family man. is from, my, both of my parents are immigrants. Right. So my mother's from Cuba and my father's from Panama. So we have family that's here, but where they're from, I mean, I'm, I'm first generation. I'm first Good generation. For you. Yes, Good but for you. I relate Good to that that form of like, listen, you. I'm not raising everybody's kids. Now I can tell them where to go and what's wrong, but I'm responsible for you. That's right. <laughs> so well, I'm going to tell you one yeah. really quick story. It's a story that I tell a lot all the time, because especially to the millennials and and all these Gen Z, these people that huh. were, and the, and whatever generation that came after me that are raising kids right now. Mm -hmm. But uh, after church on Sunday, we would go to what we would probably call like a Morrison's cafeteria type. But this was a really nice place, really nice. It was that old, in the 60s, it looked at the, had the bank heads and stuff. And we would go there after church. And one day we're sitting there, and like I said, I'm an only child, so I'm always sitting in the middle of my parents. I was never on the one on the end. I was always between mom and dad. And we're walk, watching, and there are some people all over the restaurant. Some are in, you know, the tables. As we were in a bankhead, but some were in tables. And these two kids were just horrendous, mm -hmm. running around, just doing things that I would never be allowed to do in a million years. And I must have been about, I would say, five or six when this happened. And I remember I all of a sudden started crying hysterically. And my parents were like, they thought I was sick. They didn't know what was going on. And they're like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm, and I'm crying and I can hardly breathe. And I went, they're gonna die! <laughs> because I knew if I had acted that way, I would have been killed. Yes. Yes. And I was like crying and my parents are going, what? And I go, their parents are going to kill them. They're going to die. I mean, and those, and my parents were laughing hysterically because that's right. I wasn't the kid running around. So that's my Yes. I, I completely relate. My, my mother tells stories about my sister and I. We would be out and looking at other kids like, Yes. When they when they would be getting away, running around, doing some of the things that you're describing, and we knew if we even thought, like if the right. thought occurred the thought to even us, came in. if it came in, Renee, no, whatever no, was in family. reach of the hand, my mother had a look. <laughs> my mother had a look, and so look. we knew. That they, don't even think it. So I, I, I relate. I relate as well. My family's from the south, so I was waiting yeah. for you to finish. And let's just say to all the people in Greenville, South Carolina, hmm. we were raised the same way. So I'll say that. I'll leave it at that. 
But you know we were raised saying? the exact same and way. People in the South, they don't. People in the North go, "That's horrible." And I'm like, well, "Nobody in the South thinks that." They go, "Yep, that's what." <laughs> now, Renee, it's holiday season. Here's my question to you: It's holiday season. Give me your favorite holiday movie, and what does that holiday movie say about your personality or about you? I have three, but I'm going to give you the. I am a diehard. It's a wonderful life. I knew it. Me too. Oh, I love man. it. I love it. Now. <laughs> I will say I still love the old, old, old Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and the Chris Kringle, Kringle. Those the claymation ones, are they? They're like they're the Muppet kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not Muppet, but um, they were actually claymation. kind of... Muppet, yeah. Muppet. Claymation, yeah. Stop it. And, um, but I also am a diehard from A to Zinc, from the black and white all the way up to the dark when they did with Guy Pierce two years ago, a diehard Christmas Carol person. Yeah. I like things with redemption at the end. Yes. I like redemption stories. But the reason why I say it's a wonderful life, there's a movie that came out, golly, 10, 15 years ago now, that has turned into my a big favorite holiday movie. Following varies, and I think I, I, I attached myself to it because of It's a Wonderful Life, and it's called Family Man or Family Guy. I think it's called The Family Man. I always say it wrong. Mm. It's either Family Man or Family Guy. Okay. And it stars Nicolas Cage and um, oh, Don Cheadle has some cameos in it. And Tia Leone. But Nicolas Cage and Tia Leone are the stars. Mm. It's got a It's a Wonderful Life type sort of twist to it without giving anything away. But when you see this movie, I can't begin to tell everybody. There's a little sign that's coming up. It's a your sign head. coming up, niece. Yeah. When you see this movie, I like movies that have a message and a redemption that make you think. Yeah. And they make you look at your own life and your own values Absolutely. and how you perceive the world or things. And then it brings out what's genuinely important in life it is a magnificent movie the last scene just (laughs) (laughs) every single time i could almost quote it i just go no 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 no, no, i'm not gonna do it so i don't want to give anything away it's kind of one of those movies that people go well what's it about and i'm going go see it go see it okay now renee rent it what does that movie say about you how does it relate to you in any way your personality, maybe that, not not that movie, maybe a different movie, holiday um, movie. It relates to me in the holiday is that it tells us to keep what's important with the holiday mm. season. While neither one of those films necessarily talk about the birth of Jesus, okay. it talks about the importance of family mm-hmm. and friends. And it's not presence, it's not money. Mm. Yeah. It's and I in the past few years because of most all of us because of covid we were forced to be home and we learned that our real riches and treasure was in our family and while everybody was in the same boat from the richest of rich to the poorest of poor you mean everybody was on a level playing field now granted i would have much rather been stranded in jeff bezos's house (laughs) than my house but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. We were all on equal footing as far as forced to be home with ourselves and our families, whether we liked them or not. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And we had to find a, and a lot of, lot of, you know, parents in the beginning were like, take my kids. But then they realized they learned more about their kids that they didn't know. Right. Right. More, better relationships, marriages, you know, everything came together. And those movies speak to me about, it's great to want this and to dream about that and to have dreams and to have goals, but don't lose sight of what's truly important. Mm -hmm. So back to what you were saying, I hope I've stayed the same with Diva. Yeah, I have dreams and goals and desires, but I just like being at home. I like being around family. I love being around friends. And that's probably what those movies speak to me about is that it's, um, it's being happy with what you have at whatever season you are in life. That, wow. That's beautiful. Perfectly, perfectly said. That uh, is beautiful. A lot of people who don't have anything. You're right. Perfectly, perfectly said. That was beautiful. Now, now Renee, real quick, Gigi, give yeah. me a movie. Oh, so I, I, I've shared, I don't know if a lot of people know this movie, but it's called The Shack. The Shack. It, it was, oh I, yeah, I, The Shack. But do you consider that a Christmas movie? No, no. But but you know what? When you talk, I read the book. I like the book better. I love the, the book is always better, Renee. The, the book what is about what you're talking better about? The book the is always movie. better. But only because what what she talked about the redemptive nature, right? Even when she talked about, um, um, you just said it. Your first the first movie you mentioned, A, A Wonderful Life. Right, there's the redemptive nature. So it's the same thing in the shack. So it's not necessarily a holiday movie, but when you talk about themes of redemption, which is what which is what Christmas is about, right? For me, it's mm -hmm. the re it's redemption. Um, I just that's one of my favorites. Now, if you want if you want my absolute favorite holiday movie, I have to go with Chevy Chase, the oh, National Lampoon's Christmas. That's oh, a classic. Grizz balls. That's, 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 that's a good one. That's my favorite. That's a classic. That's a classic. Gee, give it to me. Yeah, I no, that, I love that one. Now you guys got a little too deep, but I'm gonna keep it 100 with mine. Mine is Die Hard. Freeze. Oh. <laughs> hey, listen, forget all that other stuff. Forget you know, it's that. so funny how that has become a holiday movie. Is yeah. my holiday? I'm it's on right like now. I never As you know, it's on it. right now. So one, two, and three. Bruce Willis. Shout out to Bruce oh, Willis. Oh so yeah, maybe. Shout out to Bruce Willis and and the wonderful, sad to be gone, Alan Rickman. Oh man, the yeah. one that falls out the window. Oh. <laughs> now, Renee, a lot of people don't know that you're also you come from stage. A lot of people don't know you come from stage, and you're also a singer. So. Let's go into that a little bit. Can you tell us a background about that? Yeah, I started out, um, I was, you know, I went from the birthing table to the church pew and I was always in the children's choirs and the plays and stuff. And I was always the loudest and that doesn't mean necessarily mean I could sing, but I was the loudest. And when I hit about 12, Actually, in fourth grade, someone gave me a church solo in the choir, and it, I, I have a reel-to-reel -reel tape of that, actually. I know y'all are <laughs> reel way to too real. No, 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 reel I know reel-to-reel. Reel. The thing is, I have a reel-to-reel -reel recording of that, and I don't know what that man heard, because a good voice was not it. But about 12, 13, I started sounding different from everybody else. And I started taking voice lessons at 15, and I thought it was going to be even though I was doing a lot of musical theater and all choirs, I was going to be an opera singer. Mm -hmm. And I went to school for, as a major in music in school with a minor in theater, and I got a master's degree in uh, master's studies in voice at Cincinnati Conservatory of Music, but I was still doing musical theater, I was still doing plays, I was still doing all that. But singing is what 
100% got me to where I am today. Wow. I mean, wow. literally, that's what opened the door. I was doing Wicked before I got the Have and Have Nots. I did five years with Wicked. I had done Beauty and the Beast on Broadway. And so the singing kept leading to something else, to something else, mm -hmm. to something else. Mm -hmm. I, um, I actually found that fact about you. I was doing doing my own research and saw that you'd done some uh, acting and stage and uh, singing, um, but not before I saw the episode earlier in the Have and Have Nots when there was that episode <laughs> where um, she was singing to you. You were getting with your Hannah. And, with and Hannah. It's so funny because I said, wait a minute, Mr. Barry's going, Renee, just sing along, and I went, I don't know. Oh no, but I heard it. Well, you know, and I so she's kind of like it was. Um, there's a, what is it? There's, there's a bomb a in Gilead. There's, no, it was the, something. There's a ground in this soul yes, building. Yes, 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 that's right. In my soul. There's a something in this soul building. And there's I forgot a leak. It. Was it, there's a, there's a, there's a leak in this old building. Or something. Yeah. yeah. And it was, and I was loving it. And I was like, can I learn this song first? I was, she was kind of singing and I was trying to catch on. Oh, I heard it. And he didn't throw that at us until we showed up on set. I didn't see that episode. I didn't see that episode. Can you sing it for me so I can oh, catch on? Oh, look at him. Okay. He's sneaky. He's sneaky. I, I, didn't, I didn't see that. In this old building in my soul. I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I heard it. I, I heard it in an episode. I said, this sister can sing. So Gigi, so Gigi. <laughs> She can't remember. You remember. Give me something. What, what oh, nice saying? try. You know, listen, <laughs> try a couple episodes later. Let's see. No, you got to warm me up. So far away. <laughs> oh, boy. Doesn't anybody stay in one place, one place anymore? anymore? It when will be so fine to see your face, face at, my, at door. my door. But it doesn't help to know that you're just time away. Long ago, I reached for you, and there you stood. All right. Let's do it there, Jim. I see that. That was lovely. Le plume, le plume, le plume. Now, Renee. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the Yuletide gay. From now on, our troubles will be miles away. That's it. That's lovely. Next question. That is that's, that's lovely. Amazing. Really amazing. amazing. All right. So I, I had a, a question that I wanted to follow up um, with you about. I know that sometimes when people are successful, people that are wanting to be there, they have an imagination of what it takes to be there. And they have an imagination of how easy it is and what it's like. And I can already see in your face that there's a story. What would you tell people about um, the success that you've had and what it's taken to be there? And, and maybe what people might believe that isn't true about being a successful actress? Well, you first have to define the word success. There you go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because... I have made a lot of successes in my career. Just because you don't know them doesn't mean I haven't been successful. Say that. I have been successful in stage for a long time, but nobody knew that until I was on the tiles. People think if they don't see you on TV in a right. film or Broadway or something, means that you're not successful. Trust me. I've been a working actress for almost 30 years. That's success. That's success. Yes, there yes, you go. Say that. That's success. <laughs> you know what? The um, I don't even know if it's still around, but... There was a thing in New York way, way years ago. It was called the Actors Green Room. 
No, it was at the time, this is long before technology got to where it would be, but it was a, 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 a basically it was like a database of all actors. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And at the time, casting directors, kind of like what Actors Access is today, but a lot less simpler. And uh, casting directors could go in there and just see all the, you know, actors and stuff down and look. And they defined success as someone who could afford their health insurance, who could be qualifies for health insurance. Listen. And you have no idea how I agree with that one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's especially now in my life. So I, first of all, you have to define success. Mm -hmm. People think if they see you on TV, you are rich. Mm -hmm. Especially Catherine Cryer, who was had millions and millions. Played a rich person, right? Dollars. Exactly. Yes. You know, I played a very rich person. I ain't got her money. I ain't got <laughs> nothing close to that. That's, that's like beyond Tyler. Actually, Catherine Cryer, if you want to think about it, with the exception of when he just bought his studio. Catherine Cryer was richer than Tyler Perry. Wow. Okay? Mm -hmm. And now that he's got his studio, his assets are probably more than hers. But for the most part, the Cryers were, were very, very wealthy. I'm not even, I'm not even a millisecond of that. Do you know what? <laughs> I, I get it. And yeah. so, I mean, it's, and people forget that. Mm -hmm. They think, oh no, but you're Catherine. Yeah, well, I'm, no, I'm play Catherine. Mm -hmm. I am. Catherine. So as far as success is concerned, I was successful in landing a very, a nice dream role. Mm -hmm. But now the show's canceled. So I'm looking for the next role. And the next thing, does that mean I'm, I'm not successful? Right. I mean, years ago, um, a Broadway actress, uh, a very famous Broadway actress, uh, Tony Winwitter, made a statement, got a lot of flack for it about if you're not working, then you're not talented, or there's something wrong. And I was like, how dare you? How dare you? And she got a lot of flack. I can, her name is coming to me, but I'm going to let it right. And she had to do a lot of apologizing because, you know, there are people that win Academy Awards on Sunday night, and they are in the unemployment line Monday morning, and you never see them again. Yes, absolutely. And there are people that have never gotten on screen or on a stage that are tremendously talented, right, but not discovered. Right, and then and here's the thing: is some people, and this is a across the board question that I would tell to young actors, current actors, people that define success. If you were in this business for money and accolades, you are in the wrong business. Mm -hmm. You will have more rejection and more valleys than you will ever have hills, unless you're the point one percent. We're not even talking one percent. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we're talking the point one percent that have been, okay, I'm going to probably put Meryl Streep in that category. <laughs> like she probably chooses what she wants to Top do, of the now, but she's also probably priced her out of a ton of projects she would like to do. Mm -hmm. But people who, she's also happily married, and she's got enough residuals and back money coming in from success after success after success, but you can have a big success, but that money does not last forever. Correct. That's right. You know, I mean, to me, one of the absolute most successful people in this industry has never won an award, and that's Harrison Ford. The man is always award. working. Oh, I never knew that. <laughs> that's true. Wow. Harrison, he might have won a Golden Globe or something, but he's never won a like major an Academy Award. Wow, I never even won a Award. Never, never won an that. Emmy. Um, I don't even think. Wow, interesting. Kevin Costner has either. But there's a lot of people out there. For instance, 
I'm a big classic movie buff. Mm. Huge classic movie buff. Giant, it was just on the other day. It's a great movie. It was, it still is and has always will be a very popular classic movie. It had Rock Hudson, James mm. Dean, Elizabeth Taylor, anybody who was anybody. It did not win the Academy Award. <laughs> the old greats. You know, Star Wars has gotten nominated occasionally, but would we all agree Star Wars is probably one of the most successful franchises that's out right, there? That's right. And I've now all of a sudden, and people think if you're not, IMBD is, a, is this thing that Hollywood likes to say that, that dictates how popular you are. Mm, yeah. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> because just because, I mean, for instance, Denzel hasn't probably done a movie in a minute. I mean, he has. He has. But, I mean, Denzel Washington doesn't have to do a movie every year. To, to stay in he the successful category. Movie. Right. But his IMBD is probably low, but he's not number one. Mm -hmm. His IMBD, the lower your number, the more, the more popular. It's, it's a popularity contest. Period. Wow. Period. And Hollywood is an illusion. People think because you're on TV, you're this. No, because not everybody in Hollywood, unless you're on network television, ever, just because you're on television doesn't make you make a big salary. Yeah. The smaller networks don't don't pull in that. ABC, NBC, CBS, you make your biggest salaries, period. And but now Netflix and HBO are coming along. But just because you're on TV does not mean that you're making. Are you making a living? Are you paying for your health insurance? Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Renee, that that ties into something you and I spoke about last night. I love the. Uh, mm -hmm. so after, um, the having to have nots ended, people asked me, some people said, Tief, I know she's a good friend of yours. Um, I haven't seen her in a while. What happened to her? Um, what's your reply to that? The very last month of 2020 and all of 2021, I labeled the three C's. Yeah. We had COVID. Mm -hmm. No, first thing was my show got canceled. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I got COVID, very mild. I didn't even know I had it, <laughs> but I got COVID on my 60th birthday. Yes, everybody knows I'm an old lady. <laughs> I see an old my lady 60th here. Birthday, I had planned to have this epic, epic, epic party, and all of that got canceled because of just COVID in general. And then I got COVID. Mm -hmm. And then in 2021, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I've just celebrated one year cancer-free, but Thank I God. went to Thank hell God. from 2021. I, I kept most of my hair. I lost about 40%. It's slowly coming back, but it's not nearly the thickness and the volume that it was. I wore cold caps. I went through many rounds, many rounds of chemo. Uh, I've had three surgeries. I've had a double mastectomy. I have no problem telling people that because... I love my boobs now, and they're pretty. <laughs> and you would never know. Renee. Renee. And so, um, but I say that because I hate that we get so shy to say things to people about that. I mean, a woman going through breast cancer is a lot. Anybody going through cancer is a lot. Yeah. And so I've now been, and things were going getting well before I got, you know, I was doing, things were really happening for me just before I was diagnosed, and then they stopped. And even though I'm cancer-free, 2022 has still been a little bit of a slow start for me because I was out of the picture for so long. And now I've got to dive back into the pool. So I am in one of my, I don't want to use this word because it's a negative connotation, 
Mm. I'm not in a valley. Mm -hmm. I am in uh, a circling pattern right now. Mm -hmm. A holding pattern. I'm in a circling. So I've gone from point A to point B. I get to the airport. And I'm just circling right now because I've got to I've got to figure out some things. I got to let some other things go on before I come in from my landing. Beautiful, mm -hmm. beautiful. I love it. I love it. Listen, I'm in a circling pattern. It's not a wall. Yeah, it's just a circle. Just a circling pattern. Just waiting. Right. The yeah. stillness is required. Let me Wait let me just God. say, I I, I want to thank you for for sharing that, and I think you I, I really appreciate it. Um, and I know that many others would appreciate that also, that level of transparency and saying what it is that you've been through. And I and I and to that, right, when you think about holding your own life and, and what happens and your three C's, right? These things that came and changed your the, the trajectory. And I want to tie that to what you were saying about um about about being successful. And I would love to hear from you because you said we gotta start with your definition of success. What now, in retrospect, looking at your life, looking at your career, looking at your health, looking at your party and the friends that will come, what have you defined as success for you? Good question. I'm sorry, that wasn't that was, you know, but no, no, that's a good question. question. I've never, I guess, I used to answer that is always working. Mm. My goal was never. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. I mean, yeah, people would like to get a trophy or an accolade, but my goal was to constantly be a working actor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My goal was constantly to be working or be sought after. Uh, success to me, though, is being able to pay my health insurance. <laughs> um, and it's the success is, mm, I don't know how I'm going to be able to say this. I know what I'm, I'm trying to say, and I, I'm not able to articulate it. The success is what I feel is success, not what other people feel is success. Mm -hmm. okay. Your definition. Beautiful. beautiful. My yes. definition of success is Take your time. being able to wake up day, day and look at myself in the mirror and be thankful and proud that the Lord has brought me this far, that I am healthy, that I am alive, and I'm still relevant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you are. Um, yes. I guess success is just a frame of mind. Yeah. That sounds like gratefulness is the frame of it's mind that you're coming from. It's a yeah. frame of mind because I'm successful that I got a roof over my head. Mm -hmm. We had two years and I wasn't doing anything and praise the Lord above for eight seasons of the have and have nots that I saved money that mm -hmm. I was able to live off of that for two That's years. Right, right. Ugh. And so it doesn't last forever, but um, I've never been asked what success, I guess working, but I've had so many successes in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And oh, I want to I want to rephrase that question a little bit. Sure. People often ask me, "What's it feel like to have made it?" <laughs> That's loaded. If I had to give advice to young actors, there are two things I would say. 
It's one thing to be focused and to persevere, but don't make acting your idol. Okay. Mm-hmm. Two, you will never make it. <laughs> yeah. Because when you make it, you will stop. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So have made it mean is, oh, I finally made it to Broadway. Right. Oh, I finally mm-hmm. made a TV show. Okay, so what is my next goal? For instance, I love it. I love, I'm a big Olympic, Olympic fan, a huge Olympic fan. The difference with a lot of the Olympic categories, not all, because I'm going to piss somebody off, <laughs> is that they are limited. You know, you grow up and you learn how to be, a, you want to be a basketball player, a soccer player, a football player, or a baseball player, or something like that. You can have a career out of that. Mm-hmm. You're unless you're going to teach, you're not going to have a career as a gymnast. Mm. Right. Mm. Your ability to do that physically is going to come to an end sooner as opposed to a football player or a baseball player or something like that. Right. Okay. are not once the Olympics is over, you can go on like ice skaters. Ice skaters can go on exhibitions and buy, you know be in the ice capades right. and do that kind of stuff. But People don't pay to, in, to go now and see Michael Phelps swim. Right, right. The opportunities to exhibit your talent are limited. The lifespan right. for doing it are fairly limited. Right. So I feel like some of these skaters or gymnasts that, now they, yes, because of sponsorships and everything, they're going to on and pursue the dream. If they want to be a doctor or a lawyer or, or you know, whatever they want to do, they've got now the finances to do that after they've got won that, that medal and, and successes. But you're 15 or, I mean, not 15, you're, you're, you're 16, 17, or 21, and you win a gold medal. I can't imagine the frame of mind is, do you come back and go, well, now what do I do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's next? On the pinnacle, mm-hmm. because we as a society and the world have made that gold, silver, or bronze medal a pinnacle. That's okay. it. The brass ring, you've got it, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So if if, if they've got to find it within themselves. Do I keep going back? Do I keep going back or do I go on? Do I teach? Do I start this? Or do I go to a different, different path? What do I do? Or do you just sit back? I just, I, I know there's got to be athletes there that probably sit and go, well, now what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Renee, this is, this is, this, I'm sorry. So this is perfect. What's next for Renee? What's your next move? Lord Jesus, I have so many irons in the fire. That's good. I know you, you were talking <laughs> um, about books. We were talking about different things. Yes, you have. I mean, I, I, there's a book that I would like to write about. Uh, there's a bunch of different things, but I, I have currently right now. I am also I'm the speakers coach. You could go. go to the speakerscoach.net, and uh, I'm going to be uh, trying to get some group classes together because I don't really have the time to do that many people, mm-hmm. like maybe three or four one-on-one, but I, and I also, if you went on that site, you can go to the bottom. I give away a free ebook gift called how to be a star on zoom, which in this day and age is very, it helps it tells you about lighting, dress, yeah, yeah. sight lines, all of those things. But the speakers coach is something I'm a very big believer in residual income. Mm-hmm. 
And eventually I'm going to have these on video so you can just buy the course. You don't have to have me in person and you get a one-on-one -on -one thing. That's, that's a, a thing. I've also got an unscripted series that I'm trying to pitch that has, I would be in it, but it's not acting. It's more like a reality type <laughs> show. And I've got some other pitching ideas, but I also do a lot of crafts and I do, and I've actually been, I do, a, a, um, and my motivational speaking engagements are now increasing and I'm getting ready to uh, do some women's conferences. So um, it's just, I, I try not to put, I've had to learn. I knew this all, I've known this my whole life. This is another thing about people who think they've made it or judging success by being, when you're on a successful series like that, there is that tendency to just sit back and let it all happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you don't think about the day you're going to be canceled mm -hmm. or go off the air. Or it's just like the football player who has a million-dollar, zillion-dollar contract and gets injured. Correct. Right, right. You know, right. you've got, you you got RG3. Mm -hmm. RG3 or uh, Joe Theismann, you know, it took two seconds to end his whole career. Right, right. You know, and all you children out there don't know who that is. I was just about to say, that's old school. <laughs> yeah, that's old school, baby. Let me tell you. Y'all don't know Terry Bradshaw was one of the greatest quarterbacks. Y'all just know him as this big, you know, sports commentator. <laughs> right, oh, yeah. right. Yeah. You don't know Chris Collingsworth played for the Bengals and was a fabulous, you know, receiver. You know, but had to have people, other tricks in the in their bag, right, correct, and correct. to be able to. You know, people don't forget Michael Strahan. Oh, we see yeah. him on, you know, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, well, he played for the Giants when they won the Super Bowl, but we weren't, you know. Right. And you know, so I'm old school. There's this old old commercial. I just thought about this the other day. It's one of those things for retirees or Medicare, Medicaid thing. And it's got Joe Namath. And I thought to myself, how many people right. of this generation, I'm not talking about my age or older, know who that is? He was a household name. Yes, yes. He household was the bomb. That's it. That's but right. nobody knows that that's Joe Namath. Yeah. Right, you know? right. And so... If you want to know when I go places, I, we have really just digressed from that original question, which I've completely forgotten no, what it was. No, okay, be, because well, you're, you're on the train, like of having multiple, multiple wells multiple to draw from, right? Yes. Of income, multiple mm -hmm. streams of income. Mm -hmm. You can't sit back, and I've always known that, and and that whether that is in real estate, whether that is in doing stuff at your house, starting your own small business, doing. What you're now, saying, the coaching, I'm getting the ready writing. to start a YouTube channel. I'm, I'm getting ready to do a YouTube channel. There's a book on Christmas traditions I've been wanting to write forever, mm -hmm. and I haven't written it yet. And nobody's still that because you don't it's know what you. I was going to write. <laughs> but, you know, it's um, the book will happen. I'm not really worried about the book. Mm -hmm. But uh, I've got a YouTube channel in the works, okay. and it's just because I am technological. That word. That word. Take that that word. word. Yes, that word. <laughs> and sometimes challenged. So once that gets up, it's just a matter of me sitting down and doing it. Yes, you know, yes. if you saw my lighting set up right now, I've got my own. I've, I brought this. My office is a disaster, so I don't ever do these in my office. I usually have a backdrop, but this is like pictures. But I have like a whole studio right here in my living room. Don't look that way. <laughs> Renee, for those, for those producers and directors that's watching this right now, tell them where they can reach you at. 
because they can is... reach me at ReneeLawless.com. Okay. Uh, I don't always check that email, but um, Instagram, Renee Lawless, Twitter, Ms. Renee Lawless, Facebook, mm -hmm. Renee Lawless, or if they go on my website, they can see all of my contact information at the end. Mm -hmm. uh, you can send me uh, a contact or reach out to my reps is probably the quickest way to get a hold of me because I don't always check all the private messages because I do have, I know, it's hard to believe. I have men throwing themselves at me. <laughs> Enjoy it. They go, we want you to go out with me. And I go, no, I don't. <laughs> and I said, show me the money. Not really. Um, but, I, it's, it's, you know, truth, show me the money the and we're going to have a conversation. There's but truth and jest, Renee. I've a lot of cray crays. I've had a few stalkers. Oh. And I've had to put a lot of securities in different things. So I have my people sometimes check certain things for me, and it doesn't always um, – I mean, sadly, that's the world we're living in, mm -hmm, and I, mm -hmm. I, I have a tendency to be a little too friendly, and in the past several years, it's come back to bite me. Okay. So I've had to put up some more some guardrails, guardrails, and mm -hmm. I'm sorry about that for all of you that aren't that way. Mm -hmm. Hey, Gigi's, Gigi, Gigi does the same thing in our city. She has to put up guardrails. Oh, that's so. ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Um, I'm an open book. <laughs> Renee, so listen, Renee, I have a question for you. Your three favorite podcasts. Of course, it's Jazzy Conversations with T. That's number one. Number one. But you know what? I'm just now delving into this world of podcasts because I just, yeah, I'm one of those persons turn the music on in the car and go. Me too. And I, I, Me too. And, and, and I am starting to learn to really delve deep in it because I follow a lot of different people on Instagram that actually have podcasts okay. but I don't like if I watch them it's really hard for me I, I, I watch a lot of mindless entertainment because I'm always doing something else mm -hmm. so like I'll watch a ton of reruns all the time because I don't have to watch the TV so if mm -hmm. I have to, have to listen to a podcast or watch a podcast I have to pay attention right yes so <laughs> so and my attention span is, I mean, I think sometimes I have ADHD or whatever. But another podcast that I like, because I follow him on um, Instagram, so when he has something I really want to hear, I'll reach out, and it's Phil Cook. Okay. Um, and a lot of the podcasts I listen to are faith-based um, or something like you, uh, which is just kind of, you know, across the boards. Also, my girl, Angela Robinson, you, you all go. know her, there Veronica, from the Have and Have Nots. Yes. Yeah, she has one called Artist Talk, and I think she's on Wednesday nights at the same time you guys are. That's all right. They can catch our reruns. Hi, That's Angela. all right. All right. <laughs> she has Artist Talk on Wednesday night at 6, and I really want to. And, uh... Gigi, I'll see if I can reach out to her and see if she could be a guest. Absolutely, that would be wonderful. That would be Great, wonderful. She does absolutely. her stuff live. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. She doesn't record. She does her stuff live. So um, I could find out. But uh, she is, I call her my Angela Lama. She is a dear friend. Mm. I go for her to a lot of advice. So I've got yours, Angela's, Phil's. I was just, I think a lot of the podcasts I listen to usually have to do with, I'm trying to, learn more things about leadership, entrepreneurialship, and stuff like that. So although, or, you know, I like listening to Priscilla Schreier. Oh, I don't she's amazing. Things like that. So, <laughs> yes. um, 
But I will say I'm also a sci-fi buff, and a friend of mine, Jason McLaughlin, had a podcast. I don't even know if it's still on that I was a part of for a little bit, and he had sci-fi stories. Mm. And so those things I like. But I haven't – that was years – I haven't I talked to him recently, so I don't know if he's still doing those. But. Mm. Okay. He's got a nice little list. I love it. Listen, I, I just have to say it has been an absolute pleasure just just hearing you. And you, you radiate so much grace and generosity. And, and I also I just want to say that um, my prayer for you is that you have sustained recovery. Mm. Right. I'm going to go back to your sharing in that moment of transparency. So I, I'm just hoping for you sustained good health. That, you know, that your generosity would continue to flow. Right. Mm -hmm. I know we probably need to wrap this up, but I want to insert one thing. Yes, please. When I was diagnosed, I was diagnosed with cancer, but I never allowed myself to have cancer. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful. I told people I was diagnosed mm -hmm. to the point where they said that after the chemo, we didn't find any. After my surgery, we didn't find any. We had, we, I said, I know. I never doubted for a second that I would be cancer free. Yes, I yes. never doubted for one second they would not get it all. I didn't have stage four. I mean, I didn't have as extreme, but mm -hmm. I still had to go through all that. Mm -hmm. I, yes, it was horrific. Yes, I was miserable, but I never, there was always a light. Mm -hmm. There was always an end date. There was always a finite. Yes. There was not an infinite. Come on. And so, when people get, people go, oh, oh, and I had people call, when I called to tell them they were crying, and I'm like, yeah. I'm going to be fine, yes. people. language matters. What you say about a situation I'm matters. I'm going to be fine, people. And if we take on that, like, when we go through dark periods of our life, am I preaching to myself? Come on, aren't we always? We better. go through dark periods of life. I always know God is in control at all times. Mm -hmm. What will be, will be, no matter, if I was supposed to die of cancer, that was God's thing. If I was supposed to be whatever, that was on God. It was not on me. That was not on the doctors. That was on nobody. Because we do not know the time or the hour. Mm -hmm. When God's coming, when Jesus is coming back, nor do we know the time or the hour when we die. That's right. So and I hope when I die, my dash is that she had a life well lived and loved the Lord. There we go. I always okay. say that dash is what's important. I love graveyards. I love walking around cemeteries and imagining what their dashes that are. That dash in between, right? You love the Imagine Lord. Imagine what their dashes are. Yes. You know, and so I just wanted to insert that, that I only, I never shed a tear. I was a little upset at the possibility of losing my hair. But I never got <laughs> upset. And you look radiant, so that, that should be Beautiful. Fail. Now, Renee, with that being said, before the Lord calls you home, Renee Lawless, what do you want to be remembered as? When someone says Renee Lawless, what do you Going back to, middle, going back to middle school, energy. high school, college years, success, Hollywood, what would they say? What do you want them to say or remember about you? Funny, kind, generous, full of life, grateful, blessed, and love Jesus with all mm. my heart. Beautiful. Actually, that should be the first thing. Beautiful. Love Jesus with all my heart. I just never want to be remembered and I've had my moments of being mean. Mm-hmm. Haven't we all? We have something on the screen, Kenise. Yeah. I just want to know that I, I lived life to the fullest. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. And I was there for my friends. Mm -hmm. And let me, I was just about to add, I want to say one thing that I know for a fact, you are loyal, very, very loyal. And I said it before and I'll say it again. The world needs to know before she blew up, we met, we said, hello. (laughs) And as she went on to Hollywood and came back, she stayed loyal. Every single time I called, every single time I text, whether I had, whether I was going for an audition, whether I got casted in a certain part, she was always a cheerleader of mine. And you were a blue mind sometimes. I was so excited. (laughs) (laughs) And even before that, I was going on a string of auditions and no matter, I called you one day, I I definitely remember you remember this. And I said, listen, this is too hard. And it was for certain parts that you remember. And you said, listen, keep, keep in the fight, keep Mm -hmm. going. You're going to break through whether it was an independent movie, whether it was a TV show or whatever you just, and I wanted to say you stayed loyal. So I sincerely appreciate that from you as we wrap this up. Gigi, you have anything to say? No, I just want to express my gratitude. I thank you for for taking the time and for sharing your stories, your laughter, your hopes, really for for spending some time with and having some jazzy conversations. Right. Ah! And, and yes, and bringing back some some of the holiday spirit and and, and being our first. Our very and you know, first. You're, you're our, our very first. You are our very first. So and, and I'm Connecticut big on loves first. you. People in Connecticut loves you. Yes. Yes. So thank I love you. Connecticut. I love Connecticut. <laughs> well, we thank you. I, that, that's it for me. Just gratitude. I'm, I'm thankful. Um, it's been wonderful spending time no, with and you. I'm grateful and thank you for inviting me. I feel very honored to be the first. <laughs> Would you like to say anything else to the fans that's watching before we wrap this up? They know where to find you. Any books, anything going on? Producers, I want to make sure that they know because I know they're watching this. Directors are going to watch yes. this. And let they them know that you're still working. Go to our ReneeLawless.com and reach out to my reps. I take scripts. I take whatever. Um, I just want to say, you know, whatever you are in your life, and they can say, well, it's okay. Everybody wears a mask. Mm-hmm. Is that right? And we don't know what somebody's going through. That's right. You never know. Even the biggest of biggest stars to the low, you know, I know janitors that are far more happy mm-hmm. than billionaires. Mm-hmm. And I know people that live, you know, on one room shacks and are living on the streets and they'd always have a pleasant word to say, you know, and um, we just need to remember that. Give God the glory. If you don't know Jesus, you need to. Mm-hmm. And to, in the words of my pastor, be sweet. Mm. Wow. Be sweet. I be love sweet. it. That- Renee, thanks again. Thanks for Thank coming you. on. Welcome to the Thank show. You. Thank you for coming on the show. And uh, Thank we will you for have, having me. We will have you back. Gigi, you want to take us home? Oh, listen, come on back. The next episode of Jazzy Conversations with Teef and Gigi. Thanks for checking in. Take care, Renee. Have a great day. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Love you guys. Love Love you too. That was Renee Lawless. Now, for community people in the community, if you want to reach out to Teef and Gigi, please email us at teefgigi at gmail.com. That's T-E-E-F-G-I-G-I at gmail.com. We'll shout out your business. If you would like to be on the show, uh, please give us an email. Uh, Any small businesses that want to have a spotlight uh, on them, please email us and uh, we'll give you a shout out. Okay. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. We'll see you next week. Next week, we have a very, very interesting guest. Uh, You're going to have to tune in. 
to know who it is. Thanks for checking in, y'all. Take care.